Welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm in the green room of the Biltmore. I have a singer with me. I'd love you to introduce yourself. Hi, I am a singer. My name is Lindy Ortega. A lot of people might know you because of your signature red boots, and you are wearing them right now. That's awesome. Yes, I wear them every time I play a show. Is it important for any type of performer to have a signature look or accessory? I don't believe so. I think it's depending on the person and what they want to do. I would never prescribe that on anybody else, but it seems to work for me. And a lot of my heroes did have their own signature look, so it's basically what I've been influenced by. So what's one signature look that you especially appreciate? Uh, Mr. Johnny Cash and his uh, wanting to wear black all the time. Yeah, as you can see, (laughs) I too wear black except for the red boots and the red lips. Right now we're in the green room and often when I interview people, they're sort of in their street clothes or their traveling clothes. Right now, Lindy Ortega is in her full-blown stage clothes. Yes, well, it's because I had uh, an earlier press commitment, so which pictures and video was uh, was done for, so that's why I'm all dressed up. Otherwise, I'd be looking like a French librarian sailor. Red boots, if that's your signature look and you wear them all the time, how do you keep them from getting that road-weary smell? Uh, the spray, the foot spray that you, you put them in the boots, put them on your feet, everything's good. It's like Febreze for your feet. (laughs) Let's listen to a song now. Okay, let's. Hi, my name is Lindy Ortega, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Oh, you don't know me. I'm a nobody. I sing on the strip for a few pennies.
Ortega, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Tin Star, which is the title track off Lindy Ortega's 2013 record. I've got Lindy here. We're in the back room at the Biltmore. I'd love you to say a few words about this track. Tin Star. Well, that's it's a song that uh, it's a bit of a tribute to uh, people that are pursuing their passion and um, it's not for lack of talent or trying that they don't get to where they desire to be. But really, sometimes it's just um, it's luck. You know, people are struck with luck, and and that's really the difference between why some talented people make it and some people don't. But yet, you know, you you see them still soldiering onward and continuing onward. And I wanted to recognize those people with that song because there's so many of them in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wanted to reach out and, and say, I, I hear you and, and don't give up because I'm one of you and I'm still going too. <laughs> All right, Lindy Ortega, you're a Toronto girl who moved to Nashville, Tennessee. What's the biggest contrast you notice at first? I, I think Nashville is full of contrast, um, and that's what a lot of my record sort of touches on. The fact that it's a, it's a music city, so it draws a lot of mus- musicians and people aspiring to make it, very much like how Hollywood would draw a lot of actors. But of course you have the boulevard of broken dreams, and there's a lot of people that I think are trying to make it, and they get a little bit jaded by it and it's understandable because you walk down the street and you see that all the tourists come to walk down Broadway and hear cover bands um, people playing like top 40s new country songs and but you know anywhere outside of Broadway there's so many great uh, talented Nashvilleian bands and uh, and and there aren't a whole lot of people that go out to the shows often because there's just so much music happening on Broadway so there's this push-pull thing happening and so that was the biggest contrast is be- between the, the the glitter and the grit, I guess you could say, of, of Nashville. The city has really good hot chicken, <laughs> which is a southern dish. And there's also this thing called a meat and three where you, you order a meat, like a southern dish meat, and you get three southern dish sides with it. And they're very popular. And they're only open from like 10 till 3 or something. And there's big lineups for them because it's really like down-home southern cooking. And the food in Nashville is great, I think. And um, like aside from the music, it's got a, a good. It's good for a foodie. <laughs> you said that you moved to Nashville for inspiration and not to get a record deal. Would you advise this tactic for another artist? I, I never like to uh, prescribe or advise things for. I think every situation's different. Um, this is what works for me. So it depends what you want to do and who you want to be and what kind of lane way you see your your music. Uh, existing in and uh, for me it was it was not um, something I was interested in, in getting a major label deal and, and being a mainstream country act. Hi my name is Lindy Ortega and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. When I was just a little girl I had the biggest dreams Took me from Toronto all the way to Tennessee Daddy said to sing it loud Go on make your mama proud Be what you're meant to be 
And you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Gypsy Child off the record Tin Star by Lindy Ortega. I'm sitting with her in the back room of the Biltmore. I'd love it if you could talk a bit about that track. That song came about because that's what my mom actually calls me because I tour so much. I don't I don't live at home or anything, but um, I used to live not far from her when I lived in Toronto, and she just started calling me her gypsy child. So that's what inspired that that song. I wanted to sort of write something in, in tribute to her, but also in tribute to the uh, to the life of of living so transient on the road, being a drifter, feeling like a gypsy. How did she react when she heard it? It's her favorite song on the record. Somebody would like to come in to the backstage room. All right, Lindy Ortega, what's your favorite and least favorite country music cliche? Um, country music cliche. I don't know. You've written a lot of songs, <laughs> so you must be well aware of some of them. Oh, yeah. well, you know, everyone's on this whole truck kick. And I did have a record called Cigarettes and Truck Stops, but it wasn't like about your Ford pickup truck. I think pickup trucks was like the big the big thing for a while and like tailgating and all that kind of stuff and um, tailgate parties. And uh, so I guess that was a big cliche. I never got into that. I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Part, some country music is kind of like um, jocks and cowboy hats and cheerleaders and in cowboy boots, so and and they sing for that kind of audience and and sing all those songs that are about partying and you know blue jeans and beer and troops and <laughs> that kind of stuff and um, yeah, it's not for me. So if you are not going to be going to any tailgate parties, what type of party are they going to find you at? Probably a séance in my living room. Nice. Who's your favorite ghost to try to contact? Oh, I just talk to all of them. I don't know. I don't know if they ever hang out long enough, you know, to party with me. But 
I talk to all of them. I talk to Frida Kahlo and Johnny Cash all the time. Johnny Cash is like my Jesus Christ. He's this guy like a, I ask him like, Johnny, what would Johnny do? Yeah. So for people who don't know, who is Frida? Frida Kahlo is a, a Mexican painter, communist for a while, um, married to Diego Rivera. Um, she was injured very badly in a trolley accident and uh, almost died and had uh, terrible pain her entire life. Uh, had a very tumultuous relationship, and uh, she uh, she really painted some incredible portraits that uh, depicted this pain and loneliness that she suffered, which is why I think I I uh, identify with her on on the loneliness side of things because I too suffer from loneliness, as does most of the human race. <laughs> You've said that it's always your goal to raise the bar with each record that you put out. How did you raise the bar for your current record, Tin Star? Um. I think I just uh, tapped into uh, my life in terms of being a musician, and I thought that was an important thing for me to speak to because I find, especially with the parallels that we discussed earlier with Nashville and living there, um, it just seemed very, uh, it was something that I needed to get out. And um, I see in my own career an incline. Um, Definitely things are happening, but I'm not there yet in terms of you know I I could play 500 capacity venue and maybe sell it out in some place but then there's another place where I've got 18 people showing up to my show and I realize that there's a lot of work to do and that allows me to relate to struggling musicians and also being a struggling struggling musician for most of my life it took a very long time for me to get to this point so um yeah I'm sorry did I did I detour from the original question (laughs) it's all good it's all good hi my name is lindy ortega and you're listening to the interview show with scott wood
Hi, my name is Lindy Ortega, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard The Day You Die. That's off a record called Cigarettes and Truck Stops by Lindy Ortega. I've got Lindy sitting right here beside me. I would love it if you could talk a bit about this one. Well, this was a co-write song that I did with my friend Bruce Wallace in Nashville who I love. He's such a quirky guy and he's got a really dark sense of humor. And, uh, I feel that I can only really write with people that, um, understand where I'm coming from. Cause I feel I'm a little quirky myself. And, um, he's, he's, we, we're definitely like have the same kind of mindset when it comes to songwriting. And we just wanted to take all the cliches about love and, and turn them, turn, turn it on their head. And, um, and you know, what would happen if you took those things literally, you know, love you to the day you die, love you to the end of time and, and sort of just talk, talk about that in a tongue in cheek kind of way and write this sort of sassy, funny little love song. I've read that when you were first on the scene in Toronto, you were the member of a ska punk band called Sugar Kill. I was hoping you could sing for me a little bit of their signature song. Gosh, I don't even remember this was like so long ago, but I can tell you that it was sounded like No Doubt, <laughs> and people kept comparing us to No Doubt, and I got tired of that comparison. And you know, it was really just the, the reason why I and I'm going to totally deter again from your question. And I'm sorry, I just don't remember um, the songs. But uh, the the reason why I joined that band was because I had a, a management thing go horribly awry, and um, I really doubted myself, and I wanted to be so far the opposite of what I was before the management contract thing um, went awry. So I just was like, what can I do to rebel? Like, what could I do to rebel against myself? And that was what I could think of was just like, I'm going to join a ska punk band and do something completely different than I've ever done before. And it was fun. Like, I mean, it was, it was an experience and it was something I felt I needed to do, but I knew soon enough, you know, that, um, I had to go back to being a singer songwriter and, and writing songs that mattered to me and songs that I felt that touched people. I'm glad that you decided to stop being in a ska punk band. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> my, my, my band members at the time weren't so happy about my decision to, to not be in the band. But we're still friends now, so it's all good. You were also the backup singer for Brandon Flowers, who is the lead singer of The Killers, when he did a solo project. What's one thing being a backup singer teaches you about being Lindy Ortega solo artist? Uh, nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. Um, I, I, you know, being a backup singer really wasn't for me. Um, that's what I learned from that experience. I, it was an experience that did teach me things in, in different levels, but not nothing to do with being Lindy Ortega. It was just more with how to treat musicians that you work with and um, and what it's like to exist on that level of of. Um, I guess fame and success so he he operated in a very high level and so I got to see how you know the tonight show operates and how those big festivals operate so I guess that was very interesting in that respect but um, I I wasn't allowed to be a creative person in that role and I was not happy at the end of the day because I couldn't be creative so I mean I give a lot of respect to people that do that job and and people that love doing that job and uh, and I totally get them because I did it Uh, but it certainly wasn't a career that I was interested in pursuing after I'd done it. You're one of those acts that's not always easy to pigeonhole. You've opened for long-lasting punk band Social Distortion. You're on Last Gang Records, which in Canada is sort of an indie rock label. Correct my descriptions if you'd like to. Electro in there, too. Yeah. So you do a little bit of your own thing. So I'm hoping that I can get you to talk a bit about straddling the boundaries between different genres. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I, I come by, like, honestly, it's never been a conscious effort to 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 you know open for punk bands and stuff like that i i just write music that is inspired by many different things and uh, of course there's a common thread with um classic country and, and outlaw country um and, and it sort of runs through everything i do but i listen to blues i listen to soul i listen to rockabilly i listen to rock um roots folk I listen to all sorts of things, and I think it all comes through my music. And um, there's definitely a, an edginess to it that I think allows me to to open for bands like Social Distortion and, and collaborate with Tim Armstrong of Rancid and play the the Hootenanny, which is a rockabilly festival. And I'm I'm just grateful that the music I create allows me to do those things because uh, it it. it uh, exposes me to uh, an audience that never would probably hear of me otherwise and uh it's really expanded my my uh US and Canadian fan base by coming through with social distortion and playing those things and it's uh, offered me other opportunities as well I've read you've got a philosophy degree so what's one piece of philosophy that you come back to routinely in your life the myth of Sisyphus, which was, uh, it's by Albert Camus, and it's uh, about a man who's condemned to roll a giant boulder up a hill only to have it come back down from him. And I think uh, being a struggling musician in the music industry is very similar to that scenario. And you have to, um, you have to relish your struggle in order to, um, in order to continue to love what you do, and uh, and get get the lessons out of it that are important to make you the best musician that you can be. Lindy Ortega, thank you very much for being on my show. I appreciate it. At the end of the show, i like the artist to pick one of their tracks and talk a bit about it as I bring it up. All right, I will speak of uh, Lived and Died Alone, um, which is a, a song that's a little unconventional. It was... First of all, I'm going to preface this by saying that I have a, a deep love for the Mexican fe- festival, the Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. And in Mexico, this is a festival that happens in November, and... Um, it's a celebration of, of the dead, and they, they dress up like skeletons, and they go and they bring candy to, to the graves and, and foods, and they have a party, essentially. And, um, and the skeleton is, is this running theme, and um, that sort of created this deep love for, for the imagery of skeletons for me. And I, I actually own a lot of animal skeletons, which is kind of <laughs> strange, and I, I paint myself, so I, I paint a lot of skulls and skeletons and... Um, I just I think skeletons, uh, you know, they they are the the real proof of our existence um, that that remains of us, and uh, I think there's something very beautiful about a skeleton. So, um, so that I'm prefacing it by saying that I I thought about people that lived their whole lives alone and then died alone and had nobody come to their funeral and nobody really think of them. Um, and I just wanted to write a love song for them. And I, I just think of them in their graves, you know, <laughs> all lonely, <laughs> all dust and bones and lonely, and how I would take them home and I would appreciate them. All right, we're going to listen to Lived and Died Alone off Lindy Ortega's record, Tin Star. I'm Scott Wood. You've been listening to The Interview Show. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Hi, my name is Lindy Ortega, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Love never came easily to me There were no fish swimming in my sea I resided myself to the fact That I would always love 
sweetheart. 